So let me ask you this. What was the greatest problem you have ever had in your whole life? The greatest problem, your greatest need. And think all the way to the end of your life. And when you died, where was you going? You were on your way to hell. Now, regardless of what happened in the period of time that you live, whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, it doesn't matter how long you live, your greatest problem was where were you going when you died. Now, if God can take care of your biggest need, your greatest problem that you've ever faced so far in your whole life, can he take care of all the little stuff in between? If God can give me eternal life, can I trust him to give me a hamburger from day to day? Poor God, he's bankrupt. He has no means to take care of me. I've got a heavenly father who has forsaken me. Do you believe that God knows everything that's going to happen to his children? What you're going through? You know, I thought it was really bad that day that I went in and had that surgery and thought, God didn't know about this. God didn't know I was going to have to go through this. Because, you know, if he really loved me, if he really loved me, he wouldn't let this happen to me. I mean, he knows that I like to sing and now I can't sing. He knows that I like to do the wallet illustration by lifting my hand all the way up and now I can only go here. Boy, I wish God knew that ahead of time. But you see, God doesn't know everything. He can't do everything. And you'd be surprised at how you'll feed your mind with questions and doubts. I try to tell the college kids, feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. But if you don't, you're going to feed your doubts and your faith will starve to death. So how are you doing? Learn this. Now, you'll notice in verse 14, this is the confidence. See, 513 is to give us confidence to believe what else he has said in the book of 1 John. He said that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now, that's mentioned also in the book of John in chapter 14. Whatsoever you ask my Father in my name, I will give it to you. But the confidence of you to doing that is based upon, do you really believe that you have eternal life? Because you took God at his word, and now you know that you're saved, know you're going to heaven when you die. Well, then believe this. God hasn't stopped loving you just because you trusted Christ as Savior. God hasn't taken a vacation. God is intricately involved in your life, whether you see him or not. And he's bringing things into your life and taking things out of your life because he's building your character, because he wants you to be like him. He wants you to love him more than the love of the world. And that's why in chapter 2, he talks about the love of the Father. And if you love the world, then that means you don't love him. And he's going to reveal these things to you. And so that's why he lets you have all the problems because he's trying to get you to get closer to him. He hasn't forsaken you. He knows who you are. He knows how you hurt. He knows what you go through. And God will do what he promised. You see, when he talks about there. Notice what it says in 1 John chapter 3. Uh, look in verse 19. 1 John chapter 3 verse 19. Hereby we what? We know. You see, we know. How do we know that? Because God keeps his word. God promised. Well, what if I don't believe what God says? And I begin to question and doubt. 
Well, that's why he says up there in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 10. Look what he says in verse 10. Because throughout this 1 John, he talks about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is within you. The Holy Spirit that is to lead you. The one that to give you the spiritual joy that you're supposed to have. He says in verse 10, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. What is this witness that he has inside of me? See, I am indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit is to teach us truth. The Holy Spirit is holy. The Holy Spirit never teaches you a lie. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead you astray. The Holy Spirit doesn't desert you and leave you. We're sealed until the day of redemption, till we get our new body. That's how secure we are, and we ought to believe what God's Word has to say. And then he says in verse 10, He that believeth not God hath made him what? Made him a liar. You know, that's also found in 1 John in chapter 1. Look what he says there. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 10. If we say we have not sinned, we make him what? This is to the believer. The believer calling God a liar. Because when you begin to question and doubt God, you're saying, God, I don't believe you. You can't take care of me. See, God may want to give you the peace, the love, the joy. He may not send you finances. You see, between you and him, that's more important that you don't start questioning and doubting your heavenly father because you didn't get what you wanted. You're not as healthy as you would like to be. You don't have the friends maybe you'd like to have. You'd be surprised in this life how many things can go wrong, go wrong, go wrong, go wrong. But God's never done you wrong. God has never failed you. God doesn't lie to you. God doesn't deceive you. God doesn't tempt you. You How do you know all of that? Because he said so. He said so. And you'd be surprised how your life can be filled with questions and doubts. And as a child of God, you'll never get to know God personally. He is more real to me than the clothes I've got on my back. And he ought to be real to you. That you know regardless of what comes, what happens, instead of griping and grumbling and murmuring and complaining, put a smile on your face. Isn't it great to be alive and have a father like I've got? i got a father that will never leave me. And he wants the best for me. So evidently at this point in my life, this must be very good for me and I can learn something from this. I can get closer to the Lord than I was before. Maybe I'll understand that these old bodies are not really going to last forever. And I need to be more careful. You'd be surprised. You can learn something from everything that you're going through. Look what else he says here. Here in the book of 1 John in chapter 3. I want you to look back there in verse 19. Hereby we know that we are of the truth. And shall assure our hearts before him. Because you see, assure your hearts talking about your conscience. Because you believe what God says. It affects what you do and what you say. That's mentioned up there in verse 18, my little children. He says, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Because you know the truth and you believe the truth. And that's why that's important. So then he makes the statement here in verse 20. For if our heart condemn us because we ourselves know 
I'm not walking with God like I should. I'm walking in the flesh and I'm deceiving myself. But your conscience bothers you. When you do that which you know you shouldn't do, when you begin to question and doubt God, and it bothers you, that's your conscience. But if you can bring this guilt upon yourself, what do you think God knows? See the last part of that verse? Where it says, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. We only know a little bit. But I do want you to know this. Let's look at this one verse here before I do close unto chapter 2. And here in verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we, and here's that word we're wanting, confidence before God. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the great comforter but he's also a great discomforter when you don't believe what he said. When you begin to question and doubt the word of God. This book will not let you down. Trust the Lord. Maybe you've been walking with the Lord longer than I have. But I'm telling you, in all these years, he's never failed me. He's never always given me everything that I want. But of what I'm talking about, he's given me the confidence, the courage, the boldness that I need to continue looking to him and trusting him. Because I know what his word says. And I want God's blessings upon my life. And I believe every child of God should want and desire that. Now look there in chapter 2. And look in verse 20. See, confidence comes from knowing and trusting in the truth. In John 17, where we were, in verse 17, Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. If there's anything you should learn in the days that you live is learn truth, the word of God. And you'd be surprised how that, yes, your conscience can be your guide if your conscience knows the truth and you can discern. But look what he says in verse 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. It means the Holy Spirit that lives within you is to teach you all things, everything you need to know about truth. That's why the world cannot teach you truth. It teaches you the wisdom of the world. But there's the wisdom of God that comes from above. There's the wisdom of man that comes from below. And many people search for the wisdom of this world, and you and I as God's children are to seek the wisdom that comes from God. And so, I want you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians and chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is an interesting portion of Scripture that kind of helps us to understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our life. And the Holy Spirit doesn't magnify the Holy Spirit. It magnifies Christ, magnifies God himself. So there's things that we're supposed to learn. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, look in verse 9. In verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. Do you see the next couple words? Them that what? That love it. You see, there's things you can know. If you love him. And God says, those who love me, I will make myself known unto him. John chapter 14, also 16. 
God will reveal things to you, teach you things because you love him. Now, nobody can make you love God. And a lot of Christians go through life and they're always like you've been baptized in pickle juice. Never happy, never satisfied, always complaining about something. But don't forget about Jonah. He was down in the mouth. He came out all right. Now, we're looking here at this verse. In verse 10, but God hath revealed him unto us. Those who love the Lord, God has revealed things to us. Not all everybody always knows exactly the same thing. People are at different points in their Christian life. Some of you have learned some great lessons that other people haven't learned yet. But then they've learned some lessons you probably haven't learned. This is why loving each other and sharing with each other, we learn from each other. Because everybody is sooner or later going to face the same things in life. Here in verse 10, God hath revealed them unto us by what? Mad Magazine, CNN, Hollywood. Revealed them to us by His Spirit, for the Spirit. Now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit of God. Searcheth all things. He can discern all things. Knows all things. And He's the one that wants to teach us discernment. So that we can make better decisions in our life. Understanding how to judge ourselves. Am I living in the Spirit or am I living in the flesh? Am I walking in light according to truth? Or am I walking in the flesh according to darkness? Can I discern the difference in my life? Or do you just do whatever you want to do and call it the will of God? You see, a lot of people, they commit a lot of sin by praying. Well, I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And then they do whatever they want to do. So, well, I prayed about it. That doesn't mean that God gave his approval upon you to do something that's totally contrary to the word of God. So notice what he says now in verse 11. When he says the, uh, in verse 10 there, For the Spirit searcheth all things in the deep things of God. This is after you're saved. There's things that God wants to teach all of his children, deeper truths, that makes your life more precious to you and God more precious to you and the experiences of life where you get more out of life and you can put more into life. But people who walk in darkness can't see. They don't understand. They stumble and they fall and they go astray. Why waste your whole life? You only got one time to do it right. You don't get another chance. It's one trip through life, no replays, no... Just just one trip. And don't you want to get it right? Don't you want to serve the Lord with all your heart? Why you can? Because one of these days, some of y'all that are younger, you're going to get old like me. Take that. If you live as long as I have. And I'm not that old. I just look old. (laughs) I just feel old. And the longer I live, the older I feel. But anyway, look at this next verse. In verse 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, now, we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us, of God, that we might know. There's so much more that God wants you to know. Why do you think we want young people to go to Bible college? So they can know the truth. So they know what God said. 
so they can make better decisions for their life, so they got good discernment. Most of the time, you know, church on Sunday morning, people that's haphazard sometimes don't come on Sunday night, Wednesday night, and just whenever you want to do it. And so you're not going to learn the things that you could have learned. So you're not going to do and accomplish what you could have accomplished. It's impossible because you cannot live above the truth of the Word of God without knowing the truth of the Word of God. You've got to know it. And most people have never learned the Word of God because you're not going to get enough on an hour on a Sunday morning to keep you going all week long. It won't happen. Your life's going to be pretty much just the way it's always been. Don't you sense that nothing's happening in your life? That you're just totally bored with all of it? Because you are not really close to the Lord. It doesn't really make any difference whether I go or if I'm not. If I'm involved or if I'm not. It's a, you know, happenstance. Or is there a burning in your heart? I want to know God more. I want Him to be rich to me, precious to me. I want to do something with my life that God wants me to accomplish because time is short. We have no guarantee on life. The longer I live, the more I realize that. Now notice what he says. In verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but he said to know the things that are freely given to us of God. And then in verse 13, Which things, which things, also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. Are there words that man's wisdom teaches? Yes, there are. And the Bible says to beware of the philosophy of man. Stay away from it. God has given us what we need to guide our lives. But you see, most people don't believe it. As long as I got my little pinkies inside the pearly gates, that's all I need to know. It's not all you need to know. Just think what knowing that you have eternal life did for you. What if you knew the rest? What if you could discern other things that God has for you? Totally change your life. And you'd have a different reason why you're living. What is your real purpose in living? To get. And everything you get, you're going to lose. Or is it because you want to do what God wants you to do and have fruit that will last for all eternity? It does make a difference. So in verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth. Can get comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Spiritual things by spiritual means. You see, you'll learn how to discern things when the Holy Spirit that God gave to every one of his children to discern the truth that's found in the Word of God. So it can make a difference in your life. If the Word of God isn't changing your life, you're not in the Word of God. If your life is the same as it's always been, you're not walking with God. You're not walking in the light. There's a thing called hypocrisy. Another word is you don't have the discernment. And it's called deception. If your life isn't holy, you're to be a godly individual. Book of Timothy, he says, Be ye holy, for I am. What? Holy. holy. Be ye holy. Well, I don't want nobody to call me no holy, Joe. I wouldn't mind it. Call me anything that you want. As long as it's pleasing to God. He's the one that concerns me. And that's the one that concerns you. Because the Bible says in Romans 14, every man shall give account of himself to God. That day will come.
Now note what he says also down in verse 14. The natural man, the lost man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit. In other words, he cannot know them, the lost man, because he doesn't have the Holy Spirit. But what's the value of a Christian who does have the Holy Spirit, but does not allow the Holy Spirit to teach him the deep things of God? And that's why so many Christians are so shallow. They're so shallow because they don't know the deep truths of the Word of God that can keep them solid, keep you strong and mature all your Christian life. Do you want to stumble? Do you want to fall? Or do you want to walk with God? And that's why he says in the last part of verse 14, because they are spiritually discerned. See, there's things of God are spiritually discerned. And then you find in verse 15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, which is exactly what it says back there in chapter 2 of 1 John, verse 20. Because you have an unction, you have the power of the Holy Spirit living within you to teach you so you can discern all these things God wants you to know. And these things that you know is what's going to help you in your walk with God. And if you don't know them, you don't have that element of truth that can make a difference in the course of your whole life. I hope that some of this will make a little sense to you. Now, I'm going to try something I haven't done for a little while standing up. This is truth. This is truth. This hand representing you and me. And we have all sinned. And the truth is that we have sinned. And the wages of sin is death. That means eternal separation from God and hell. And that's the truth. But God says that he loves us, wants us to go to heaven. And that's the truth. But God says you cannot earn eternal life. You can't work your way to heaven and That's the truth. So we needed a Savior, and that's true. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord, God in the flesh. He came into this world because God loved us, and the Son loved the Father. So the Son came into this world because He loves us, and that's so true. He loved us so much, He took our sins and He paid for them on the cross, and that's true. He came back from the dead. That's true. He ascended into heaven. One day he's going to come back, and that's true. But you see, he says, I go to my Father to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also, because God loves us and wants us to be in heaven with him. So the Bible says, if I would believe that he did that for me, he would put this payment he made to my account, and I get to go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for me. No tricks to it. That is so simple. And yet it's so simple that the majority of people that's ever read the Bible don't get it. You say, why? Because it's so deep. It is so deep. And this is why you and I need to remember. If you want to be deep in the Word, be a soul winner. Like this one guy says, I don't know if I want to do this certain job and go to college and learn it because there's, there's so many people that can, you know, in that same field. He said, well, there's always room at the top. This is the greatest thing you can ever do. There's room at the top because most people won't do it. You want to be different. You want to be unique. Love the Lord enough and love people enough 
that you want them to go to heaven and you're willing to tell them how. Wasn't that letter I read this morning, isn't that awesome? After two years, I didn't even know they existed. But think about the thousands that are hearing the same thing and I never hear from them. But one day we're going to get to heaven and they're going to know that's the congregation that paid for all those things on YouTube that we heard the gospel. And they're going to come up to you and say, was you one of them? 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 You went to Calvary Community Church? And God's going to have a special section in heaven just for Calvary Community Church. You didn't know that? Now that may be a little Yankeeology, but I like to believe. You realize that if it wasn't for the people in this ministry that give sacrifices like they do, there wouldn't be no YouTube. Because all these things that we have, everything costs. Everything costs. Nothing's free, nothing's cheap, except eternal life. It's like the water's free, it just costs to pipe it in. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, would you right now in the quietness of this moment just say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I know I'm a sinner. And I believe that when Christ died, I believe he died for me. And I'm going to trust him as my Savior this morning. Friend, I'm not going to embarrass you. But I do want to have prayer for you. And I'm going to ask you if you'll just slip your hand in very quickly and put it right back down. And by raising your hand, it just means I'm trusting Christ as my Savior this morning. If you've already done it, you'd never have to do it again. Is there anyone at all? Just raise your hand very quickly. Put it right back down and say, Preacher, pray for me. Anyone at all? If you're watching on the Internet, there's a little tab on the screen that says, Yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. I pray that you would. But let me ask you something else. Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Your Heavenly Father hasn't forgotten you. Take all your cares because he cares for you and cast them on him. Walk with the Lord. It will be worth it all. Father, we thank you again for your blessings, for all that you do for us. We ask your blessings upon each person here and those that are watching by internet. Lord, we want to hear from people whose lives have been changed because of the message of the gospel, that they trusted you as Savior. And follow for those who wanted to wade out a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more. We ask your blessings upon each one. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.